0: In the past, I've noticed that when you've had uh, relationships, there'd often be moments when there'd be a behavior in another individual, mm-hmm. and then that behavior would be something that you would connect to and often say, well, I just don't see this working because.
1: Yeah. So I immediately move, move, move away from connection, yeah. and I actually told her, I love every part of you, and whether it's solved or not solved, there's nothing to solve. It's just about the beauty of it is you sharing it with me and not needing to be more or less than that. Yeah. And I saw when I shared that with her, there was a more breath in her.
0: It's a wonderful chaos. Beautiful, random. Messy and glorious. Solo or tandem. We work to find rest. We fight to find peace. We're and is it the less that you know where
1: the that and the atheists pray a wonderful chaos
0: we are going to be discussing the interesting topic as far as i'm sort of overthinking things which is one of the things i spend a lot of my time coaching other people on and we're going to do that for the hour on a oh, wonderful
1: This is such a nice subject, actually. It's a great subject.
0: I'm overthinking right now. (laughs) (laughs) This topic, this is a biggie because I I know when I'm working with people, they almost always know what they want to do before we speak, but they don't feel confident to have made the decision. So then pro- procrastination kind of sets in. And the thinking
1: kind of prevents them from taking yeah. action because they're anticipating anything that might go wrong. Yeah. And because they don't have solutions for that, they don't do it.
0: Exactly. And, 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 it, and it, in a way, I see, in my experience, it's often fallen back on control because when someone makes a decision, then there's so many things that they can't control <laughs> – That they begin overthinking how to manage the things that they, that happen as a consequence. That, that's a bit of the dilemma is that when you, when you make a decision or anything in life, there are always going to be consequences you can't yet see. And since the mind doesn't like things it can't see in general, it tries to fix the things which it doesn't even yet know. So I have often seen that (sighs) that process is something that I'll support people with when, when I'm working with them.
1: Yeah. And I, I can imagine and correct me if I'm wrong, your support is more not finding solutions for the things that their mind is creating, but to actually f- feeling comfortable with fucking up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or what I would often hear myself do is someone will they'll emotionally uh, just happened recently. I'm, I'm trying to think of the discussion with someone where they 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 wanted to leave their job and they were hedging Hmm. and, and they were, they were thinking about, do I want to go to this other job or stay in this job? And and my question to them was, was I, you're already telling me all the excuses why you want to stay in your current job. So what's, why are you just not embracing that? Like what's going on? So that invites the deeper discussion. Like, what's going on? And then that usually is where there's a big, uh, a, a, usually a heart awakening, because that's, you know, we don't make a decision because there's an emotional obstruction. So once we understand the emotion, we understand why we are not making decisions. Did they stay in their job? They stayed in their job, yeah. Hmm. I was realizing I wanted to stay more vague around telling the story because I didn't want to get into detail around. But, yeah, I... I you didn't name them, so it's no. very vague. <laughs> um, and we have Patrick Legale, who I went to... Um, to Great school with. He says, I need help with that. Help, please. Yeah. How, how much are you hourly servicing? <laughs> yeah. I think that the, 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 the thing you'll see me do sometimes is that, um, there's that game which gives you a feeling so you can know what the better decision is. And that's, you say heads, you do what you want to do. A or B and ah. you flip the coin and then it lands. You know, heads or tails. Yeah. And then as soon as you, as soon as it lands, you ask the person, okay, is it A or B? And then, then they give the answer. You say, how do you feel now? And either they'll say relieved or anxious. And then mm-hmm. you'll know because that initial emotional impression of how they feel when the, co- when the coin is flipped gives them a view into their own subconscious. What are the things they're not, you know, embracing in their, uh, in their decision? Mm. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm trying to feel into this game because in a way, let's say heads is, I take the risk. Yeah. And it goes tails and you see me feeling relieved. It, I mean, that, that can also mean that I, I'm in a place of avoiding. True. So, True. so the coin kind of
0: saves me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I can imagine that would be true. I'm trying to think about it never ends there. The question is, the question would be what, as you feel the relief, what makes you relieved? And they say, well, I never really wanted to do it to begin with. So that Mm. could be the answer that would then point you as to just because it's hard doesn't mean you should have done it. Mm. And maybe you didn't want to do it and your reasons for doing it weren't legit. They weren't. They weren't grounded. Who knows? Yeah. But you know, you're right. It can be. Um, it can be used as a uh, escape.
1: I remember when I started my photography business and it was going really bad. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And someone on on LinkedIn, at uh, they had like a chain of stores. They needed a regional manager, and I was qualified for it. And they okay. called me. We we're like, yeah, we want to interview you. Yeah. And, you know, I was running out of money, and this would be a job that would pretty much compensate me really well yeah and i saw inside me i am saved <laughs> uh-huh. and then i felt this discomfort like oh wow you've you've for the last eight months you've held this tension and all of a sudden you're saved but you'll never know how far you can take it if you say yes to this job mm-hmm so I, I I messaged them back and I said, I, I need to decline this because I'm, I'm, I'm busy with the, another project. And yeah. I'd love to have worked with you, but it's not the right time.
0: And uh, and then I met you. Mm. <laughs> By the way, that was your coin flip. That was the coin flip. You flipped the coin. They said, yes, you can have the job. And, you, and then you got to feel what it felt like having that. And you said, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. So that was your coin flip. That was my coin flip. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I see something come up for you. Well, what we're talking about is
1: life brings us uh, an opportunity. Yeah. And instead of just seeing it for what it is, the mind kind of sabotages based on our past experiences. Yeah. And it gives a narrative. Uh, I'm going to be homeless if I do this, or this is going to happen. Like, and the mind is always is never going to be in our favor. It's always going to be in yeah.
0: uh, in like this doomsday mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what's the worst thing that go, could go wrong? Right? Not everyone's mind works that way. By the way, it might be hard for you to imagine. Yeah, that. no, no it's, yeah. <laughs> But yes, it's like, oh my god, in the worst scenario, you know. Well,
1: if if I think about also a, a few friends of ours that are a little bit stuck in their life with opportunities. It's because they have an image of that. They're holding themselves to successful entrepreneur. And all of a sudden, if they take a risk and they don't uh, like anticipate
0: anything that can go wrong, it's their identity that's at stake. Yeah. Yeah, They're, they're, they're saving their ego By not taking the risk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice. Mm.
0: Yeah, I I see overthinking, as I started (laughs) with, is also very much connected to control. Yeah. Because once we allow ourselves to say, okay, I, I don't really control, things happen, then I don't feel like I'm stuck in any single decision. There's more fluidity Hmm. as the house in Spain has to come up as it comes up on each show. When, when I made that decision, I don't have a book for that one yet. Yeah, exactly. But when that, when the house decision was made, yeah, it was done from this, I don't know, it just feels right and I'll figure it out. Yeah. And at the same time, what I had to tell myself and I still say it, it could all go to shit. And you need to be at peace with it, And that's Okay. And if I didn't say that and allow that to also be okay, I see that my mind would struggle like, well, what if it isn't okay? And then I get into my overthinking mind. So the fact that I've allowed it to be a risk and celebrated it and made my own narrative around it has allowed me to relax the tension that it has to go well. Hmm.
1: If there's one thing that I've learned from you, again, it's another Andy lesson, life lesson. It's be aware of what you're saying yes to yeah and if you say yes to you can never blame anyone it's all about taking full responsibility for what came your way because you said yes to everything including the risk
0: yeah I I guess that's the 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 and I I didn't quote him by the way but that's the gist of it yeah I I guess what the I would say I would look at the polarity of the thing so I'd say Everything I project into the positive version of the story, I have to accept. And everything I project into the negative part of the story, I have to accept. And then I'm just present again. And then I get to experience life as it actually is, not as the narration of it being really one way or another. Mm. Yeah. And what I see, and this is what I've seen happen a lot. And I've seen it happen in some of the female relationships I had when I was in my 30s where it didn't go well with me and the partners at that time. And they didn't, that, they weren't usually very long relationships, but I noticed that some of the women had really big expectations of what life was supposed to have been like by the time they were 35. So they, at the moment, we're just getting to know to one another were very firm often on, but the relationship has to be like this and that. So there was a lot of, like instead of just enjoying our time together and letting it unfold, there was a dictatorial way of like, yeah, but we'll have to have children in the next year Mm. or there'll be, it was, so it was very, very directive. And they were often thinking and thinking and thinking, is this going to work out? Is this going to work out? How is this going to be? And I noticed for me, there was the, the, it was indicative of what I saw the future of the relationship being. So I thought, wow, like, if we can't just be together and enjoy each other's company now, how is it going to be a year or two when we have a children? Because now we're just going to be overthinking, where's the kid going to go to school? And then we're going to be overthinking. There's, there's always going to be the next yeah, thing. Yeah, there's always going to be another thing that has to be overcome. And never being present with.
1: Just being. Yeah. Yeah. So by by them behaving in that way, I already told you there's, there's no future in this. At least it wouldn't work for you. Not at that moment,
0: no. Yeah. No. Hmm. And I noticed that when um, when there's a lot of overthinking and, and overthinking, let's also acknowledge is there's implied judgment in it because over is already pointing at the idea that overthinking is a negative. Mm. So we are. We, let's just acknowledge that that is what we're we're also saying here. Um, I noticed that in my uh, that, case. That, that's really beautiful, by the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh.
0: In my case. When I go into, let's call it, thinking on a subject, that it's a subject I can't resolve in my mind. Yeah. So go a ahead. The problem cannot be resolved in the paradigm that it's being created. Yeah. And what will happen is I had it with my dad a lot. So when my dad threw me out of the house and we had 10 years of, of not speaking, mm-hmm. I would think about him daily. There would be a thought that came in and then because i couldn't resolve it it remained a tension in my head oh, fuck. and it just occupies a big piece of your
1: mind and yeah. you you kind of can't be fully present with whatever comes your way exactly
0: so how did you how did you create the space in you well i think this is interesting the you know when we talked on a few other shows the thing that i saw was that I, in my resentment and my anger towards the individual lost myself. Mm. So what, what I will often say on the show is I learned how to forgive myself for not seeing him. And what happened through that act is he no longer had that impact on me. I went back to just being clear headed again. So it's often said you don't forgive for the other person you forgive for yourself you do it for yourself yeah because living with all that weight is just exhausting so that's the that's the big sort of lesson and i think what one finds over time is that when you have more of a clear head You start to see more of, like, if an anger or resentment comes in, you see how quickly you're drawn away from just being present. Mm. And you're like, I don't want that anymore. Like, I'm going to love them, but I'm not going to uh, give them space in my head. I'm not going to judge them because that's also giving them space in my head. I'm just going to say it doesn't work for me, and that's okay. And in that way, that's the way I've found to make peace with the people and the situations which i haven't been able to without getting stuck in endless thought endless thought oh my god what what could i have done differently what should i do all of that noise and we all know that noise when there's situations we can't resolve yeah
1: yeah normally if if i see that i'm being preoccupied with something Mm -hmm. Besides calling you, by the way, um, for me, it's always like, oh, w- what am I holding on to? Or what am I trying to get? Especially if it's a business interaction. Okay. There, there might also be this, oh, I, I, need, I, w- I need to get the deal. Yeah. And as soon as I see that, I see, oh, wow, I'm no longer in connection with the person, but more with the outcome. Yeah. And then I'll bring it back to the connection with the person and kind of surrendering to the process. Like, and I really love the space of I'm there to see if it makes sense as opposed to I'm there to yeah. try to manipulate or not that you can manipulate, but uh, I'm there to be as genuine as I can yeah. and stay in connection. And if it works, it works. And if not, then it really wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I don't do my best to get the job. Yeah. It just means that there's more surrender. Like there's an undercurrent of surrender and it's clean. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, you allow it to unfold yeah. and trust in the process as opposed to drive to an outcome. Yeah. And I think it's hard because we'll say these words and it's, it's a bit a lingo because we'll use those words. And I see 20 instances that I refer to in my own life and your life. But for like a listener, it would be the difference between someone saying, how much does it cost for a photo shoot? And you saying, listen, just to make sure. I don't want to give you a number that you can't afford. So can you give me an indication if there is a budget for this? Hmm. So that would be staying in relationship, especially if you had the intuition that said they're asking because they can't afford it. Yeah. Right. That's an assumption I know, but let's just say that so that that would be an I- example of it. Just so people who hear hmm. us talk, these words um, interesting Bolalong points out something we mentioned earlier saying both staying and leaving are both taking a risk. It's, you know, I think that comes from insight. But I do believe that when people are in a really bad situation, they actually will stay in that bad situation because they've made comfort with that bad situation.
1: And also, if, if they're used to that way of being, it's hard for the mind yeah. to imagine a,
0: a better outcome. Yeah change is hard even if it's going to what it might be perceived as and i'll take it a step further because this relates to me okay
1: not only are you afraid of a of a i was afraid of a better outcome but what if a better outcome comes and i lose it Uh (laughs) uh-huh so it's even scared of of being successful
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Uh And, and you'll see people of course sabotage themselves yeah because they they are scared that they'll be successful right
1: overthinking overthinking hmm. I mean if, if we overthought this show would not come to be no I mean the beauty of this is we we never really it's really effortless to make this show hmm I, I have um hmm. this woman that's visiting me right now mm-hmm. and uh, it's been really beautiful to see that I'm present with her as opposed to like I know where I what I want and the direction you I could take it to and, and there's nothing in me that holds back okay out of fear
0: and I and I remember but, but in, when you say that right oh, let me slow it down I know the direction I want to take it into what does well, that mean
1: um, I allow myself to dream oh okay yeah and in the past I wouldn't even dare to dream because it's too good to be true so so there was all that shit that would prevent me from even allowing the dream to unfold oh, wow. And now it's just a pleasure of being with this other individual and just spending time together and I saw in that space um and she can correct me when i'm if I'm wrong, so I know she's watching also uh, that she allows herself to unfold and show her humanity in it mm. and the other beauty thing was um. Because I'm not overthinking about how it should be. There's a complete love of where she is. Mm -hmm. and She doesn't need to be anything more or less. Hmm. Where in the past, I would need something from the other person. Hmm. And it's funny. I don't know if it's my age or spending too much time with you, reading all your books. (laughs) But uh, it seems to be quite a joy for me to be in a space of I'm not thinking. Like she might say to me tomorrow, it's too intense or it's too this. And it wouldn't be personal.
0: Hmm. Nice. When we say personal, I, I use the term a lot, and I do like to explain the terms we use and what we reference when we use them. Oh, it means that I don't blame her, oh. or I make it about me. Oh, she. Yeah. It,
1: me, me, me. Like, and then I don't get to see her and what yeah. she actually is saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be personal.
1: Uh, can we bring someone on?
0: Yeah. Patrick. Where do you know Patrick? We know him from grade school. I went to first grade with Patrick, maybe even kindergarten. Oh, wow. And that must
1: be his little one. I'm overthinking my financial situation right now, not able to work
0: right now, taking care of family. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that preoccupation has a massive, a massive portion of the people on the planet today are preoccupied and thinking about how they're going to afford rent, food, car, house yeah. next month.
1: Yeah. Uh, Patrick, I, I I know this all too well. Like if you if you rewind 3 episodes ago, 3 3 months ago, you'll see that I was even crying on the shows mm. because I just didn't know if I would have enough money to buy food at the supermarket. And it got so bad. It got so bad that anything that I was trying to achieve while being in that state of stress and high tension and survival was coming from fear. And I just saw that my heart was beating fast, my, my chest was contracting, I couldn't breathe. Mm. I was really on an edge. And I even it came to the point where the overthinking took me to a place of wow, maybe I should end my life. Mm. And a part of me couldn't find a space of, wow, I can actually ask for help here and be vulnerable in that way. Like ending my life would have been like the way out. Yeah. And and then what I saw, because I was at the mercy of my mind, um, I picked up my phone and I couldn't find anyone on my phone that I would feel comfortable talking to. I mean, even Andy, if I talk to him, he's just going to put money on my account. So I didn't even want to talk to him. Mm. So I thought, let's call a doctor. And then I thought, shit, they're going to give me medication mm. or a therapist who, who doesn't know how to hold space. Yeah. And what came to me in that moment, which was really a game changer, is I, I, I have this app called Breathwork. And I, and I put it on a timer of 100 minutes and I didn't leave the floor. I sat on my knees mm. and I did Breathwork for 100 minutes. And it was really funny because as I breathed and I was crying and after the hundred minutes, not only really were my legs numb, but there was a space in me and I couldn't find the overthinking anymore. It was as if the breath creates spaciousness and relax my body because you can imagine when you're tensed, we're not breathing. Hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say it enough. Like sitting down, to breathe is one of the biggest game changers. And from there, having that spaciousness, I was able to see where I was and I could start to make changes and even get creative because there was more space in me. Mm -hmm. And I, and in that time, and and now I do half an hour a day, but before it was a hundred minutes every day. And I said, if I'm, if I'm, I took the fact that I want to kill myself seriously And I said, if I'm I'm willing to kill myself, then you're going to sit your ass down, boy, every day, 100 minutes and breathe. Mm. And that was really a a way to get out of the overthinking. Hmm. Yeah, it's true, though, right? Overthinking, we're not breathing anymore.
0: We we lose connection with our bodies. Yeah, I, I noticed that when you were talking, I see that when I go into the overthinking, then it's a very shallow breaths and very high like i don't breathe into my belly it's like i'm holding and contracting like i'm holding on for life in in my breath
1: yeah and patrick the app is from a guy called max strom breathwork if you just type this in as keywords it's 40 euros uh, out of all the breath apps i've tried this guy is amazing really nice voice he really guides it well Mm. and specifically the force of
0: an eight breath yeah beautiful it's interesting because you took a step there which we hadn't taken yet which we were discussing the the um what it was to overthink or to be full of thought right yeah if we want to make it more, uh, less of a judgment, but more of an observation, then the point would then be how does one deal with it? And you said one way just now was to slow down and breathe. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I've noticed in overthinking is that when I've been there, the mind doesn't rest. Yeah. So the mind Jumps, and, and I've also, just to take it one step further, like when I coach somebody who's thinking a lot, we'll use we're thinking a lot instead of overthinking for a moment. Then what they'll do is we'll make peace with one thing. And before they even have a moment to integrate the thing that they've just become aware of, they jump to the next thing that makes it impossible. <sighs> yeah. So. When um when I'll be interacting, especially with people that have, like, say, a bad relationship with another person or a parent, you'll sort of find a way for them to make peace, and then you'll start to say, okay, so what would be the next thing you could do? And then they might say something like, oh, I can have an interaction with them around the subject. And then as soon as they go into that, then, this, then they'll go quickly to the thinking and say, but that'll never work because. So they'll already... Take the step so so that they don't have to do the thing they don't want to do, so they'll they'll already imagine the outcome, and then because they've imagined the outcome, they've now taken themselves off of having any responsibility and they're going to this loop and they go into the loop again
1: what's that loop that we used to talk about? There was uh, we have a
0: thought which feeds the feeling for a belief that there's a thought that creates a feeling, the feeling creates the behavior and then behavior. It feeds so the belief, thought. Well, it would be more of a linear. I mean, it does, it's not necessarily circular as much as it's linear is that there's a thought and imagine the thought comes in your mind, like my dad. And then the first feeling comes up in the past yeah. would have been asshole, inconsiderate, egocentric. So that's the, and then if I look at my mm. behavior, it's now going to be Constricted. I'm not going to want to see him or talk to him openly. So now I'm because of the, the thought created the, the, that behavior, mm. the belief is the first thing, the belief, the thought, the um, belief, thought, emotion, behavior. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, that's the, that's one of the harder things for me is cause I'll, when I'm interacting with a person who can't find resolve I'll feel and see the restlessness in their brain to attach to a life preserver because because they don't want to do the hard thing which might be talking to the person that they're having trouble with so they'll begin to think about all the reasons that it won't work and therefore not need to do anything in the end she's this way She's always been this way. So they'll start to tell a narration about another person. And in that narration, it takes them off the hook of needing to take any responsibility. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I messaged a friend today who stopped talking to me because I raised my voice at her uh, half a year ago. Half a year ago. Yeah. And I saw that I love this person. And um, the fact that I raised my voice. I became her father in that moment and and she really shut down and hanged up and we never spoke again. And I saw that these last few weeks, she's been occupying a part of my mind. So today I did message. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, listen, I just want to say, I love you. Whatever might've happened, it it happened. And I'm really sorry that it impacted in this way. And I'm wondering if there's any way that you'd be open to reconnect and what those conditions would look like, and, and like as far as I'm concerned, I want you to feel comfortable with being with me, even mm-hmm. if it's to have a, a virtual coffee or tea yeah. together. So, and, and and for me, by doing that, I I kind of release it from my mind, and I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. And if she calls, great. But at least I don't have, I don't have to feel stuck in myself. Oh, take the action. But she might say no, or she might blame me again, or yeah.
0: whatever. Or she'll feel like there's a term that, that's often used that men, my mentor case would often use. He'd call it sanctioning the victim. So, and a victim is another, is a strong word, but I use it just so we can point it so, as if someone has the feeling that they have been attacked. Yeah. Then going back to them and asking them for forgiveness is only re-traumatizing them. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they were attacked. Let's get that clear. That yeah. just means their perception of whatever it is they they felt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we shift to another area? Please. What's that? So we talked
1: about overthinking as potentially creating tension in the body and keeping us stuck. I'm wondering now, where could overthinking be
0: used as a tool to help us navigate life? What comes up for you? You know, what was interesting, I wanted to change the word overthinking in the middle of the show to full of thought. Full of thought, people. Uh, Yeah, sure. Because what I noticed in saying overthinking, and I mentioned earlier, there's an implication that that's a negative or a bad thing. It doesn't need to be, but in general it's accepted as you are overthinking. That's a word that people would use to diminish another. And the point you make is a really good one, is that... I've often found that letting thoughts wonder thinking associatively or letting your mind sort of be full of thoughts without needing to control or manage them is often the height of creativity. Slow down. Uh
1: Uh-huh. So... So when I hear you speak now, when I think of overthinking, it means there's a small container and there's a lot of thoughts and you keep stuffing thoughts in exactly. there and it gets like suffocating. And yep. what you're talking about, there's a small container with, a, with an uh, um, exit and a, an a entrance. Yeah. So the thoughts are just flowing through and you're just observing them instead of.
0: Well, no, no, no. I would say uh, I, I, I would call it I, I, the word would be creative tension. Cause what I've found is that when I'm pushing a little bit more of the edges of what I feel like I can tell you when it comes, creative tension comes for me recently. So we've got the new book, right? Yeah. I'll leave the title out for the moment. I What's think I title? probably already mentioned it. <laughs> and, and in the subtitle, every book has taken me the, the, the title has always been easy. And the subtitle has always taken me a, a, two weeks to a month to get to. Yeah. So the first one was the last letter. Uh, uh, what was it? Embracing pain to create a meaningful life. The second one was the wounded healer, um, a journey in radical self-love. Yeah. And what I saw was that in order to get to the subtitles, I had to like write 50 words down. Like I wrote every word down and then I started drawing lines of all of the words I associated with those words. And then I'm looking at this picture unfold and I'm trying to create interconnectivity if I can between things that don't feel as if they're supposed to be connected to see if I can create something new and magical Mm -hmm. from, from that process. So there is a tension in it. Um, I found it. It's probably different for everyone, but in the creativity it's, it's I'm thinking I'm focusing and I'm letting a lot of thoughts come into my mind at once. And I'm just letting them kind of almost, if, it, if it's the room you were talking about, the, the ideas are hitting each other and I don't know which of the ideas are going to stick. But at some point they like click and you're like, wow. And, and, and that's when you, you don't even feel like you came up with an idea. Mm. It just, it materialized. You're like, wow, that's beautiful. As if, as if it came from the ether, not from, yeah. and I noticed at least in myself that I spent time having a lot of thoughts as I go through that process.
1: Um, Yeah. It sounds like though you, you're not getting lost in thought. You're very present
0: with the thoughts and you're allowing them. Yeah. But there is tension. That's the one thing I wanted to point out. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a fighting to get it clear. Mm -hmm. That's for me Mm -hmm. and everyone's going to be different. I, I got a sweet message sent to me from our, 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 what do you call it? Our guru of creativity, Bobby Deutsch. Yeah. His last show he sent was Creativity, Creativity, Creativity. And he sent me a message yesterday, which was a really sweet article about a photographer who basically was talking about the creative chaos Mm. of creation and how the unplanned nature and bringing things together that have no apparent relationship are exactly at the heart of what is creativity. Beautiful. And uh, I thought that was really sweet, so: hmm. Thank you, Bob Deutsch. I noticed, for me, by the way, because of all of the COVID-related discussions going on, yeah, I went to go get my shot on Saturday night, and I noticed that I was actually thinking a lot more than I would normally think. What kind of thoughts were crossing your mind, if anything? Um I was thinking first, since I was a little child, I hate, hated shots. So I was remembering like the young version of myself, like once I got a rusted nail in my hand and I had to go get a tetanus shot. Mm. And it was like one of these weird childhood memories. But the memory, even if it happened when I was seven or eight, like it has a like a, a visceral memory that takes me back there when I say I'm going to go get a shot again. Hmm. So it was very interesting to feel into that little kid version who had that feeling of, of anxiety at that age and overthinking. Exactly. And the overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really interesting. That was one thing that came up. Another thing that came up was the. Not knowing. So can you slow down? Yeah. So you
1: become aware that you're the little boy again in that moment. Oh, yeah. I was very aware of it. And how did you interact with the little boy or how did you deal with the moment? Like, how did you fully uh, let it move through you and let it go if
0: you did that? I think in a way I didn't I wouldn't say I let it go. I, 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 what I felt was I surrendered <laughs> and I kept hearing myself say, it's OK, it'll be fine. You know, it'll be fine. You know, I kept hearing myself feeling okay, making myself feel okay in that experience.
1: Yeah. And
0: then? And then the other overthinking, we'll call overthinking, was everyone, the narration that I've heard so much was, of course, I've heard of all the symptoms, also people who have had the vaccine. Yeah. So then I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, so I'm going to get the vaccine. Oh, what happens the next day or the next two days? So I could see myself getting into thought of, oh, I, I might have a temperature tonight or I might have uh, not feel well or like I could hear that even before the shot happened. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So you're already living that experience anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I started to laugh at it because I was like the likelihood that it goes that way is going to be higher as soon as I start having that narrative in my head to begin with, of course. <sighs> yeah. So I saw that happening as well. And then you thought, let me go get drunk. Mm. And then, um, and then of course, after it happened, I noticed that I had the relief of, Oh, that just happened. And a little bit of a celebratory feeling like, Oh, this is a time to celebrate. I didn't see you put making a, 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 like a profile picture. I'm vaccinated. Yeah, of course. I didn't want to enter the, 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 the realm of, of uh, one side or another. I think the hardest thing about this period on the planet is that you're either, uh, inconsiderate or an asshole, you know, like you're like, like, like everyone or, or a sheep. Yeah. That's what and, they... and, and, and what I also see on social media is there's no nuance. Everything is so black and white. That you're attacked very quickly without any considerations for whatever your concerns might be. Like friendship goes out the window. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I noticed that I could talk to anyone on the subject to feel very comfortable with it as far as I, uh, but what I don't want to do is add to a political discourse that really isn't a discourse. It's just people fighting over, uh, an identity at the end. Yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't, uh, um, Uh, I didn't... uh... Well,
1: it's kind of personal because people that get vaccinated also have a belief of uh, the people that are not being vaccinated, that they are responsible for COVID still being around. Yes. And the people that are not being vaccinated, they have a belief that the people that are getting vaccinated are just being sheep to the system.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's a plot and there's a lot more going on that we don't see. Exactly. Yeah. And this is an experiment and basically it's unproven. So... You know, I don't want to be part of the experiment. So, just to say, if Andy starts behaving uh, weird in the next
1: ten days, <laughs> uh, Bulalang Andy says, Bambos, I buy my books by buying a set of a copy of Kindle and an audio one.
0: Bravo, Thank you, Bambos, uh, I sent Bolalong the draft of the new book yesterday, or this morning, I think maybe it was this morning. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say, Bolalong. If you don't like it, don't write it on the, uh, on, on the Facebook page, please. Just send me a, a DM.
1: He's going to start putting quotes up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no quotes, no quotes until the book is out. Yeah. He'll, he'll be quoting the whole book like he did the, the last letter in The Wounded Healer. Yeah. And
1: Magdalena says, full of thoughts until exception. I wonder what that means. Do you? Yeah, no, I, it, was, well, it was your analogy of <laughs> um, overthinking with... Allowing yourself to be full of thoughts. Yeah. But until exception, I don't understand that part. Magdalena, if you can... Yeah, please write a little bit more so we understand what, what that means. And I want to bring your comment up because it's rare that you put a comment up.
0: Yeah, you're normally only saying just listening. Thank yeah. you for commenting. <sighs> I would like to go back to your uh, current relationship, if I may. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I judge you for a moment? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even call it a judgment to be honest with you, but I just start that way anyways. In the past, I've noticed that when you've had uh, relationships or connections, just there'd often be moments when there'd be a behavior in another individual. Mm. And then that behavior would be something that you would connect to and often say, well, I just don't see this working because yeah. Do you see any moments when you're with this individual, where there's even an inkling of a direction of something that might come up, where you say, "No, I'm not going to let that that idea take over, and I'm going to let it unfold." Do you yeah, see yeah, that? Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh wow! Um, and and I shared it with her. Also, uh,
1: like things came up for her, mm. and I, and I'm like, "Oh wow!" In the past, I would have said, "Oh, this is not going to work out because it." So I immediately move 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 away from connection, yeah. and I actually told her. I love every part of you. And whether it's solved or not solved, there's nothing to solve. It's just about the beauty of is you sharing it with me hmm. and not needing to be more or less than that. Yeah. And I saw when I shared that with her, there was uh, more breath in her. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Cause- Cause- yeah, guys, I was an asshole in the
0: past. No, you were not. No, no. But I did want to point it at because that was one of those areas where... I would see that the unfolding would have been pushed because you said you
1: would have said maybe phrasing well, like it's a thing that I've learned from my last relationship. If I don't love the individual for who they are, mm. the whole package, and I need them to be different, I shouldn't be with them. Yeah. That's that's so clear in me that yeah. there's no, um, so it's actually saying yes to everything yeah. and surrender, like you said, with the Spain, house in Spain, just surrendering to whatever outcome might
0: be. Yeah. I remember, um, I met a woman many, many years ago. Before Ronnie? Before Ronnie. So more than 10 years ago, folks. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wasn't last week. No. And, and we knew each other like, uh, from, from telephone calls and maybe a few, one meeting. And, and I liked this person, and they lived in another country. What did you like? How, how did you like them? I, I liked them because... I mean, romantically? Oh, yeah, romantically, yeah. Okay, okay. I liked them romantically, but it, I also liked them because there was a big hole in myself, and I needed them to fill that hole. Mm. And they needed me to fill that hole. Codependency. Totally. And I remember thinking at that time, you know, I barely know this person... But the only way I'm ever going to figure out if this will work is if we live together. So not that soon after us having met, she moved from her country to live with me in my place in in Austria at that time. Okay. So it was really like a very quick, let's see how this is going to work. And on one side, I was very conscious that this felt very rash And on another side, it felt like the smartest thing I could do because that was the way I'd figure out whether this was actually something that was going to be able to work or not.
1: Mm. Yeah. And your point?
0: I have no idea. That certainly wasn't overthinking things at that moment, for sure not. Nice. Nice. It goes a little bit back to the Spanish discussion we had a moment ago is that I basically said the desire I have is to see if it's going to work Societally, I might have people judge me and say, "What the hell are you doing? You've known this person for less than a month, and they're moving in with you." But on the other side, I would never known if it would or wouldn't work unless I had the opportunity for us to spend real time together or
1: or or being patient and allowing the distance to also allow it to unfold could also have deepened your connection with her. I mean... It, like, it if you rush into things, also sometimes it's like... Boof.
0: Yeah, it could have been. But it wasn't that way. <laughs> what inevitably happened in our instant was that I grew to not need her anymore. Oh, yeah, because the, the reason why you went in is because you needed her. I needed her. Okay. And I think that codependency, I think we've discussed a lot when when you're in a relationship and one individual starts to grow, the other individual starts to say, hold on, you're not the person I once knew. Mm. And then there's a whole another dynamic that's shaped in that relationship. Yeah. So that was a little bit of the dynamic. And that person tries, unconsciously tries to hold the person to as they were. Yeah. And of course, that, up- and that person did not like Case, my mentor, because Case was the evil empire, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was Darth Vader.
1: Yeah, sounds like
0: it. Magdalena comes back. Ex- oh, accepting. However you decide, it will unfold without absolute control. Oh, thank you. We mistook your word exception. Accepting. Excepting. I got it. Yeah, accepting however you decide, it will unfold without absolute control. That is, that is really it. Yeah, and that would be the surrender that leads to less thinking. Because mm. I think what we could also say, in my experience, the more thinking I am, the less present I am. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm stuck in thought. It means when you talk, I can't actually be there for your, for your thoughts or feelings because I'm too occupied with my own. Uh, yeah I'll do a thing
1: and and people tell me like oh am i am i am I stressing you out, but I'll take really deep breaths. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it all the time, yeah,
0: I did that with case. It used to drive him crazy
1: and the reason I'll do it anyway is not do with the individual but more I'll notice that there's a lot of thoughts coming at me, yeah. and the breath kind of brings me back, yeah and sometimes when we have these shows and I'm like, oh, I'm not really talking a lot, and I see my mind, I should say something. Find something to say, find something interesting to ask, and and then I come back, and then I don't need to perform. Yeah.
0: You know, the hard thing with the overthinking is that I've often found, and that was a large part of the Wounded Healer book, was that when one can't make peace with a thought, The thought is an incessant thought. You can't let that thought go. So the tool you've seen me use when it's come to overthinking is to take the thing and do the projection reclamation work, which is to say, I am scared as hell that this COVID shot could kill me and it's fucking great. I am worried I'm not going to be able to pay the rent, and it's okay. I am not or, sure. Or just
1: stick with one
0: okay, and take it deeper. Um, nice. I'm worried that the COVID shot's going to kill me, and it's okay. I'm worried that my life up to this point doesn't have meaning, and it's okay. Mm. I'm worried... That whatever I'm doing right, right now, I'm not living my full potential, and it's okay. I'm anxious that if I were to die, all the things that I need to prepare aren't in order, and it's okay. I'm anxious that Ronnie won't know how to do many things that I've done because she's just let me do them and it's okay. So those would be the. Mm. Some of them were not necessarily as active for me, but it doesn't matter. You don't say them because they're active. You say them to f- see how deep you can feel into each one of them. Yeah. And um, if you want to know more about it, we have a Facebook
1: group called Hashtag, #and it's fucking great. Compliments of our dear friend
0: Mr. Bullilang, who said, "Hey guys." on a show he said that actually make a hashtag he said on the show he said make a hashtag and then and then um and then everyone was like okay well what's the hashtag gonna be and then he writes hashtag. hashtag and it's fucking great and i thought what a dumb idea is that and then the next thing i know it's the best idea ever
1: yeah so and it's a facebook group where if you're feeling a if you're overthinking and your, your brain is holding into story, yeah, you can go on and share the thing that's difficult to share and end it with and hashtag and it's fucking great. Mm. And the idea is the page is there to hold the space. It's not there to heal you, give you a hundred solutions. For that, there's other groups. It is really for you to allow yourself to put it out there and then
0: see how it feels yeah. after sharing. The 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 page has been criticized by some yeah. who have thought it serves no purpose, and I kind of had a humorous moment because I thought it serves a purpose for me because whenever I post there, I feel a sense of release, and then and I, what I noticed is that that release is different for everybody. Yeah, some people will feel the release, others won't. But the ones who don't feel the release in the publishing will potentially judge it and say this place page is useless. Yeah.
1: Which is uh, you know there's a Facebook page for every that meets every needs. Yes, and this one is for the release. Yes.
0: So thank you for being with us again on uh, on another episode. Wonderful chaos. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that.